Hey gang, it's time for a real ad. Darn Tough makes premium merino socks engineered from nearly 40 years of experience at their mill in Northfield, Vermont, and made without any Russian interference. Darn Tough socks are unconditionally guaranteed to be the most comfortable, durable, best-fitting socks you've ever owned. Use promo code CONVERGE at checkout for 20% off your first order at darntough.com. Hello and welcome to Converge, a tech podcast that has overcome more last-minute guest cancellations this year than any in the Vox Media Podcast Network. My name is Casey Newton. I'm Silicon Valley editor of The Verge. And today on the show, we have Owen McCabe. He's the co-founder and CEO of Intercom, which is leading the charge to make bots live up to the hype. That would be nice if bots lived up to the hype. Today's the season finale of Converge. And man, what a season it has been. You know, over the course of the last 11 episodes, we've heard from experts on e-commerce, cybersecurity, venture capital, nonprofit, self-driving cars. It's been wild. And, you know, we even would have had a blockchain episode, uh, but you know what happened with that. Uh, But, you know, hopefully you've learned something and had some fun along the way. I know I have. It's been a really good time. But let's not say our goodbyes just yet, because one more guest stepped into the chair today and the results were explosive. Owen McCabe was born in Ireland. He founded two previous companies before he started Intercom, which makes tools for businesses to message their customers. Now, I know what you're saying. Casey, I I live a very busy life. Why do I care about business messaging? Well, I'll tell you why I care, okay? So in January 2016, I wrote a story called The Search for the Killer Bot. It was about how developers were getting frustrated with how hard it was to stand out in the app store, and they were using artificial intelligence to build bots that would eventually become our personal assistants and and maybe even replace large parts of the web. So then later that year, Facebook introduced bots for Facebook Messenger. Microsoft announced a new bot platform. It was all bots, bots, bots. And then the bots came out and no one used them at all. The hype had gotten way out ahead of the product. And so they kind of disappeared. But Owen was not discouraged. He had started Intercom back in 2011 with the idea that if you went to a business's webpage, it should say hello to you in the same way that a barista at a coffee shop says hello to you when you walk in the door. So he built that and kept working away. And as of this spring, Intercom has more than 25,000 customers. They were serving 500 million conversations a month. And in March, they raised $125 million in new financing. The company is now valued at $1.2 billion, and its investors include Kleiner Perkins and Google Ventures. So this thing got legit. It's making bots happen in a real way. So some of the stuff Intercom works on is really only interesting if you are in sales and you want an alternative to Salesforce. But Owen is on the cutting edge of how businesses are using machine learning and AI to augment the way that they talk to their customers. And at a time when Facebook is trying very much to do the same thing, I wanted to ask him how he planned to win. So there was a lot to talk about, and Owen was very feisty. Uh, At one point, he called the entire converged scoring process a fraud. So if you like your podcast spicy, this one may be to your liking. So with that, let's play Converge one more time. It's 
time for the season finale game of Converge. Each week, we bring on some of Silicon Valley's most fascinating personalities, and they compete to see how high they can go on the all-time Converge leaderboard. My guest today is Owen McCabe, co-founder and CEO of Intercom. It makes software to help businesses communicate with their customers using chatbots and other tools. Earlier this year, it raised $125 million. Owen, are you, you ready to chat with me today on Converge? Yes, sir. Let's do it. All right. Well, let's get started. Converge, of course, consists of three rounds, the big idea, the interview round, and the wildcard round, and it's time to get started. The first game we play on every episode of Converge is, of course, the big idea. Owen, I asked you ahead of time to bring me your biggest and best idea of a non-self-promotional nature, and we'll pick it apart to see what's inside. Points will be awarded on the basis of originality, presentation, profit potential, and whether I personally agree with it. Uh, So, Owen, what is your big idea? Okay, okay. So, as I mentioned, I learned that this was going to be a pretty fancy podcast all of 48 hours ago. That's right. You're on you're you have very limited notice that rather than going on a normal podcast, right. you are going to be subjected to a a bizarre game show. And yet here we are. Yeah. So thank you for your bravery. Um and so because of that, I haven't exactly been able to make up my mind what big idea I might share with you. So I'm going to offer you a menu of two choices. Okay, okay. let's go. Let's do it. Choice number 1 is big. It could impact the world in great wonderful ways. It's fluffy, it's squishy be very hard to measure the ROI of this thing. Okay. Very, very hard. Um, but there's a lot of heart in that idea. Then there's idea number two, mm-hmm. which is very practical, tactical, would make a ton of money. It's a real idea. I would invest in it, and I would spend money on it. I, I have to say, you seem much more excited about the second idea. I'm actually excited about both. Oh, really? You tell me. <laughs> I, I say let's go with number two, okay. and yeah, let's let's see what's number two. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. It, I mean, it's also boring, but it's real. Okay, here L- we go. Listen, here we go. Here let's we go. just here do here it. Go. Here we go. So, I think phone calls are kind of dead. Phone calls are dead. All right, that's a hot take. That's a big idea. Uh, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. I call people on the phone all the damn time, but just don't want people to call me. <laughs> right. And... This channel, this medium, which is decades old, still somehow has the capacity to abuse us and be abused. And there are a few things that get me as annoyed at an anonymous, unknown mystery call coming on my phone, which I never answer. So what I would love to do, no, what I would love someone to do is to create a simple service. It's so, so feasible. You would set up your number to forward to this service. Uh Then there would be an app. It would sync with your contacts. You would never get a call from a non-known number again. It would be completely free. When you call this number, it would say, this number is managed by managemycalls.com. So it's viral. (laughs) Right. And then if you want to remove that message and have voicemail and voice management and like maybe pause the thing or like whitelist certain numbers, you would pay. Um, I would use this. Now, the one little danger is that Apple will probably implement this mm. soon. Or maybe they won't. I don't know. Maybe that goes against the whole idea of having a phone in your pocket. But I want someone to build this. I just think it's a disaster. And beyond the fact that I get randomly frustrated and peeved in meetings at times when I should not, there are real people suffering real problems from these terribly scammy calls. Yeah. Right? These IRS calls. I know that there was a big group just busted that ran these IRS scams. Um, but still, every day of the week, there are people getting called. Actually, my sister got called yesterday 
um, and they're losing real money, so it could help them too. You know, the, uh, this is going to sound like we planned this in advance, but uh, about 15 minutes ago, like right before you got here, I got my first ever automated phone call from wow. the scam IRS. And this is the second customer. Yeah. Well, so what was interesting to me was that it was not a human being; it was like an automated right. voice. But yeah. the but the voice said something like, uh, "Hello, this is Agent Ryan Smith with the IRS," but like in robot voice. It was like like obviously this is not Ryan. Smith. Smith. And so you regret giving them your credit card? I did. Yeah, I was like, why did I give them so much yeah. money? Because I just found out now that it was a yeah. scam. So I have egg on my face. We live um, and learn. At least it's not on a podcast. <laughs> but it's true. There, there are there are a lot of scams out there. Okay, so let's talk a little, little bit more about the product details. So let's say that manage my, my calls exists, and how do you want to get information about your calls? Like, do you want a text message when you get a new call? Do you want like a, a, a an evening I, I report? Like, there is nobody except maybe my mom, and I emphasize. Maybe <laughs> who I want to receive a cold phone call. From. Right, right. I don't. There's nobody. <laughs> right. So, so your preferred solution. Do you, I mean, would be when that. you're you're just hanging out, you're yeah. like putting together a kooky podcast with right. someone you just met. Do you want? A random phone call from anybody right now? Does no, that even make I sense? I don't. I will say that as a reporter, uh, you know, we do maybe rely right. on the phone okay. a bit more th- than some others. Well, and this yeah. just won't work well in the reporter market. But well, well, the I rest of the world will like text each other. They'll be like, "Hey, are you free? Don't call the dumb person." Oh my god! Right. I was reading the other day that apparently uh, in other countries it's become very popular to send voice memos back and forth, right, exactly. uh, which is sort of interesting yeah. to me too. But I mean, I think that is respectful and it gives a person. Um, the opportunity to not only play and listen at a time of their choosing uh, and kind of like asynchronously in a sense, um, but they can decide whether or not they listen to it in the first place because they can see who it's from. Right. Right. I, I mean, I think it's ludicrous that bots are able to just hit us up randomly like this yeah. and make physical things physically vibrate in our pocket. <laughs> right. It's like there's, there's no other technology we're allowed to disrupt us in that fashion. I can't right. see how it won't get worse. It's true. Except for this product. Well, you know, people what did I call it again? Mind my calls. I think you said managemycalls.com. Manage my it needs a better name. Yeah. Like I said, I only heard about this 48 hours ago, but we'll work on the name. <laughs> what Forget about the what name. about call me Someone maybe? Register that domain, by the way, Gretchen. Is that doing anything for you? Uh, we're getting better. Okay. It's probably taken, but you could get something esoteric like callmemaybe.info. Call me, yeah, exactly. Callmemaybe.app. Right. .app is a new one that yeah, apparently yeah, yeah, I was yeah, hearing yeah. about yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. So here's how I would like to see this work. I would like to you, get a text this, message. Do you get to do this? It's my idea. Well, I know, but th- we we bandy it okay. about back and forth. And frankly, I I want to I want to like sort of understand your your product vision here because you've just heard the entire <laughs> vision. <laughs> well, except that I still don't know how it works. Like for the people who you do want to hear from, like it, it, are they're allowed to sort of. Well, so I mean, here's what it would work. Yeah, uh, like by default, it would sync with your contacts. Yeah, anyone who's in your contacts can call you. Yeah, anyone that's not cannot. Right. That's it. Okay. Uh, and, but and, you, yeah. I would have it on aggressive mode, like <laughs> right. angry Owen McCabe mode, right, which right. is no calls ever. Right. And I think, like, you know, do not disturb and other such features are useful, but you still get the notifications yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. I want, like, a medium mode where I at least get, like, a readout of who tried to call so that I can decide, all right, maybe oh, I'll call them back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be perfectly honest, though, to be terribly, boringly, cerebrally real for just a second, mm-hmm. There's actually an opportunity for it. What was that Google product called Google? They was called it Central. It was Ring they? Central. Yeah. No, 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 no. The Ring Central, which became Google Voice. Was that right? Yeah. Okay. That was too early, I think. Yeah. And it wasn't done right. Yeah. And I 
some people use it, like the nerds of this world. Did you use it? You did. Yeah. I did not. But there's an opportunity there. There, there totally is. Every, like, it, there was like three or four years where Google Voice did not get like a single bug fix update, and a lot of us thought it was dead. Right. And then some right. intern was like allowed to hack on it, and, right. and so they released like a bug fix update. And, and actually, within the past year, yeah, they've like they've released a couple of like, very How small updates to it. Um, so I agree to with you. The nine users in Soma. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Whoa. Lucky I don't know. Folks. I bet we will hear converge listeners. I bet use Google Voice. It still does some pretty nifty things. But uh, mm. as you said, there's a lot of room to innovate mm. there. For real. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the big idea round, and it is time to score your idea. Now, originality, as you mentioned, Owen, uh, Google Voice does exist, and it maybe performs some similar features. Thought about if I brought it up, did, would you? Did you be honest? Did you think about it beforehand? Um, did I? I personally, well, I mean, a thought that I've had is I wish Google Voice were better than it is, but I hadn't thought about yeah. the particular implementation. This is that I'm you not good at game shows. <laughs> no, that's okay. I should have gone to a practice game show. This was the first round. We still have a lot more rounds to to cover. You're gonna you're gonna make it up here. I'm giving you a six on originality, though. Let's talk about presentation. You had a very spiky, confrontational style, and you resisted my efforts to improve uh, your idea, so I'm giving you a seven on that, because I enjoyed that. that, I mean, just, again, this is your show, but you gave me six for something that wasn't original, and then one extra point for like a very good presentation. The yeah. scoring system is... I hear that a lot. People hate the scoring system. It's something we're going to talk Just about. Just so you know, I'm seasons. keeping a tally in my head of what I feel is fair. <laughs> good. And we can compare at the end. Well, keep in mind, at the end, you get to judge me, so you'll get to be just as merciless oh. uh, against me. So there's Am a, I supposed yeah. to be making points for you right no, now? No, no, no. I'll oh, let okay. you know when it's time to score me. <laughs> you didn't get any yet, just so you know. <laughs> you can, uh, but, but you know, as we're talking, you can just randomly say like, by the way, Casey, that was a terrible question. And, oh, you know, just okay. let me know. Zero points. Right? That's okay, right. Got it. All right, profit potential. Here's where the good news is. You actually presented a business idea, so I'm giving you eight points for that because I do think that you could make some real money with it. And then do I agree with it? I'm giving it a 10 because, yes, I do agree with it because I'm one of these six people and some using Google Voice. So that's that's very good. So let me go ahead and total up the points. That's 31 points at the end of the big idea round, which puts you in very good position as we head into the interview round. The round where you will attempt to charm our listeners in a way that burnishes your personal brand and improves your standing as a thought leader. So, Owen, uh, a few years ago, I started visiting business websites and I started seeing a widget that said, uh, Hey, do you want to talk about this service or product? And it turns out that uh, you guys over at Intercom made that. So, why did you guys start there? Okay. So, uh, <laughs> so I mean, it came from a very small place. What is that? Um, what was it Prometheus where that guy David goes like big things have small beginnings? Oh yeah, yes the uh, the alien movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. So this is nothing like that. <laughs> okay. Um, so I am from Ireland, by the way. Right. In case you didn't guess. Yeah. And I moved here seven years ago. And uh, at the time when we were, uh, me and my co-founders, ready to do a new thing, we started to hang out in this coffee shop called Three FE. Stands for Third Floor Espresso. The first incarnation was on the third floor apartment of this guy called Colin Harmon. The second was by our office. Colin was the first to bring hipster coffee to Dublin. We would come for the coffee, but stay for Colin. Uh, <laughs> Colin was, you know, the type of person who would, you know, let us know he appreciated us. We'd see a smile on his face when we walked in the door. It was special and wonderful. And we realized that we, in our last business, people running an online business never got to connect with their customers. Yeah. Had no relationship with them whatsoever. With Colin, because of that relationship, we'd come back more often, buy more coffee, pay more for the hipster overpriced 
coffee that took way longer than <laughs> right. other types of coffee to prepare. Um, gave feedback, forgave mistakes, referred friends, right? Magic stuff for any business. We never had that. So we started to ask ourselves, like, why is it? Is it inherent with online business that you just don't get to meet and connect with people? It's an yeah. on-human platform. Or perhaps in its infancy, had it not yet simply caught up with the way humans want to connect. And uh, we looked at all the tools, and primarily we looked at email, for example, which was like the, the number one way in which businesses would connect with customers, and saw it was so grossly, dramatically different from how Colin would do what he did. With email and online business, you'd get a, you know, a dear value customer, thanks for such and such, have you read our FAQ? It would be sent from a do not reply at business.com. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas Colin would never like mail us while we were asleep. <laughs> right. He would use our name and he would allow us to talk back to him too. And so we said, wait, there's got to be a better way. All of these things, whether it's email or other forms uh, and other channels, there's got to be some other means to allow businesses and customers to connect, whether it's for, you know, marketing purposes or sales or support, we can do better. And so we started to build analogies to the uh, real world experience. We said, what does it feel like to walk into a business and find a person there and connect with them in that right time and in the right place in a friendly, lightweight, highly contextual way? And to us, that was some way that would allow a kind of an in-place, in-context, in-sight way of talking. And that's where those that in-app thing came from. We never like originally intended it to be a quote-unquote messenger. We launched ours in the exact same 12 months as uh, WeChat and Snapchat and WhatsApp and Facebook Messenger and iMessage. And I guess there was something of that time where people wanted to experiment with new ways to connect. But ours was this in-site thing. So it was an attempt to like bring the people back together. Right. So you, you visit a, a website, you visit an app, and the app sort of says uh, hello to you just right. in the same yeah. way that, that How that can I help? Say. What do you need? Yeah. And so you, you've built these products. And when I visit the site today, how much of that is... AI machine learning, how much is like a real human being? Right. Is it different for every business? Like, what's the story? Primarily today, it's human uh, oriented. You see, you know, even seven years ago, the way in which online businesses connected with customers was highly transactional. Uh, and uh, people felt that with the great scale that business could online could bring, you know, you could sell around the clock, around the globe, you could um, perhaps. Uh, afford to, or maybe the trade-off was necessary, the idea that, you know, while you could, you know, do a lot of shopping yourself and check out the products and, you know, buy something at 3am, you wouldn't have to or need to talk to a person, right? So it became a very impersonal, uh, on-human medium. And that was a fine trade-off while the scale was still useful and interesting. We came to a point, I believe, in 2011, around when we started, where scale was a done thing. You know, every product and service, give or take conceivably, that you could buy online, you could. And yet there were still gaps in how the experience worked and felt. Mm-hmm. You know, we brought people into the mix quite a bit with Intercom, whether it was people using Intercom or using kind of bigger companies or smaller companies that were influenced by us. But we brought people into the mix, and yet now we're seeing real people limits. It's all well and good providing a service to allow me and Casey to talk, but what if Casey is drunk. asleep or yeah. drunk, for example? I didn't want to say drunk, but yeah. I was gone. Well, and then it has it happened. Made me feel yeah. better. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. And so now automation will start to afford people uh, an opportunity to help that other side of the, the, the conversation or the other side of the world. When someone 
you know, doesn't want to talk to a person, when someone wants a quick answer. There's a, a future where automation not only creates insane efficiencies for businesses, yeah. but actually helps customers get what they want and faster too. It's, I mean, it's surprising to me to hear that humans are still playing such a big role in this, because in my mind, it seems like most of the conversations that people are going to have with a business are relatively scripted. Very rudimentary. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so if you like look at how these businesses work at large, they employ big, big swaths of, let's just say, relatively unskilled folks sure. um, for low wages, and they kind of like operationalize them. That's like these are the words used, and they build a machine. Again, that's another word used, uh, where they kind of, um, you know, educate these people at large how to like read from a script. Right. You know, it's that doesn't sound like the best use of human magic and potential. You're actually just treating these people like robots, and so. But you're not respecting them as humans. And so there are those specific, highly repeatable tasks that will be automated, of course, to the benefit of the business, but to the great benefit of consumers, too. Yeah. So there was this moment, maybe a few years after you started, 2016 is is where I have it in my mind, where Facebook launched its bot platform, Microsoft launched Mm -hmm. a bot platform. There was a lot of hype around it. Frankly, I bought into it. I wrote about Mm -hmm. it. To me, it seemed like a very natural evolution Mm -hmm. of uh, business. We're sort of sending messages all the time. And it seemed like that kind of petered out. So uh, why was that? Yeah. Uh, Like, here's a question. Have there ever been any super disruptive, sexy technology innovations that haven't actually worked that way? Like, it's the inside crowd, you and I, that are getting all excited about bots. Right. And the excitement eventually runs out, and then you got to go on vacation, and (laughs) then you got to get drunk. (laughs) Like, you know, you're just never going to be able to perpetuate that excitement for the amount of time it actually takes for actual innovation to actually take hold in a market. Yeah. It's slower than that. So the, the hype smoother. got ahead of the product. It, it always like. does in all things. Yeah. Right? Like even look at the, one, of the most, the, one of the most hyped topics like VR, right? Mm-hmm. Super hyped. I don't doubt that that's going to be super successful over some period of time. Yeah. It's going to be used in all sorts of weird, wild, and sometimes wonderful ways. But it may take a moment. It's just that the journalists got tired of writing about it, and the people who read their work got tired of reading about it too. That's okay. Yeah, that's true. also like we were responding to the fact that venture capitalists were pouring a lot of money right. into bot startups, right. and all the biggest companies in the right. world were holding big right. events saying the future is bots. Totally. And and uh, they they just haven't been that good so far. No. Can, I, can I tell you my dream bot? I would love to hear. What you so I, my feeling is Should I close that my eyes? I want you to close your eyes okay. and just imagine you're on a beach. No, it doesn't matter where you are. Huh. But you know, in my mind, like my entire relationship with an airline should be able to be managed by a bot. Uh-huh. Like, I guess there's, there can be a website for the airline, but when it comes to, I want to book a flight, I want to change a flight, which yeah. are basically the only two things yeah. I ever want to do yeah. on an airline, yeah. that seems like that would be so easy to script. That is happening and will happen. Yeah. Absolutely and completely. And bots and this conversational channel will kill websites as we know it today. Yeah. Which they, is what people were saying in 2016, and yeah. which I totally bought into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They will. It'll dramatically morph and change what the website is used for. It'll make the website, and I, I don't mean it, you know, I don't really mean it'll like fully um, do away with them, but it'll lighten the load of responsibility that they have, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're thinking about the airline uh, site, uh, I think it can serve as an opportunity to present the brand of the airline, show what the experiences are like, but when it actually comes to getting you quick answers and 
solutions to your problem. Um, if you could create an experience that listened to your needs, that was fast and responsive, that was tailored to you, that remembered your preferences, yes. I bet that could be substantially quicker and easier and more pleasurable than requiring that you interface with an interface. We'll see that idea of like using UI and drop downs and stuff as so old school. Like, oh my God, they had to like click a little thing right. and it actually was generated from this like set of records in a database. And then they would input their record preference and then was matched against an ID. All of that stuff is going to die. Yeah, that's all going to die. So sorry to the web sorry about to that. The web. Sorry, web. We appreciate everything you did for us. Yeah, it was great while it lasted. Yeah, but, and you're still cool. Yeah. But, but times change. Times change. All things pass. <laughs> right. This is the way of the world. I like the idea is like the future generation of high schoolers, instead of surfing the web, they're just going to message bots all day. Um, I, think, I mean, I think they'll do all of the above. I think one of the problems with the way in which we think about future uh, technologies that we, we use these words, like I just use, like kill. Yeah. And we think of these binary hard, like before and after moments, like there was no bots and now it's all bots. That doesn't happen. Guess what? There's websites now, but there's still mail order catalogs. There's actually still fax machines, although that's nearly dead yes that is, that seems like something that really could just go away yeah I bet there's some diehard fan, fax fans out there and if you're out there we want to hear from you email <laughs> Casey at com for an opportunity to be on a we're waiting episode. on the line now <laughs> but I feel the exact same way about say 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 automation when it comes to the conversation around uh, how it might impact say truck drivers for example yeah the truth is we don't know and I think that it's all too easy for like privileged tech CEOs in the valley drinking La Croix high five and podcast <laughs> recorders will we high five after oh Can absolutely yeah, yeah yeah and maybe during depending on how okay. well it goes yes. It's all well and good to say like, oh, this could provide great benefits to you know companies and consumers, etc., and ignore the potential moral implications. Like it's true to say that it may create all sorts of different challenges. We don't know, but I think in actual fact, you know, automation as far as automated trucks and driving, etc., will come in just as slow as every other tech. Yeah, and it'll be so so gradual, and there'll be little edge cases and small parts of the industry that will be start to transform. Maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't think it's going to be like, like a, hey, happy Monday, folks. You don't have a job. Right. That's not going to happen. All right. So, so last question here. Yes. I want to know, uh, as we sort of think about this future world that you've just described, for businesses, it, it seems like they're going to have two options. One is that they can kind of build and own these relationships themselves on their own website or their own apps, or they could look to, say, a Facebook or a Microsoft and try to plug into some giant messaging app that's mm-hmm. already out there and, and, and try to use that to manage their customer relationships. Uh, like Facebook has a lot writing on, on whether this works out at WhatsApp, for example. How likely do you think it is that businesses are going to want to run those kind of conversations on a big social app as opposed to owning the whole thing themselves? Yep. So I think one of the first questions is, when it comes to messaging, will there be one messenger to rule them all? That's an interesting question. I know today I use Facebook Messenger, iMessage. I use WhatsApp, Snapchat very occasionally, Slack, Telegram, and probably a poor couple other messages I forgot. And like, shout out to those folks. I'm sorry, (laughs) but I do use and appreciate you. I don't think that's going to change. If you look at my behavior, your behavior, you're going to see that they're used 
used for a bunch of different specific use cases. And I think they've probably already found their niche and we don't even know it yet. Mm. We haven't really recognized it yet. And I think that it's probably really, really unlikely that serious businesses and consumers, especially business customers and business consumers, are going to trust, for example, the Facebook Messenger, which like actively promotes like stickers with dogs with their tongues hanging out and stuff right. as, as the main place for serious conversation. I don't know. But there will be other messengers and there'll be other channels. So I think the game for all of these folks is to try and be the channel to rule them all. Again, I don't think that's going to work. I think what will happen is they'll own certain demographics and therefore they'll be interesting to certain advertisers. And then they may also work in certain markets. Like I could imagine perhaps Facebook Messenger working uh, with you know mom and pop type online stores. Potentially, I don't know. I could see that. What the world will need is, and it's super convenient that I'm here today. Thank you for inviting me. Anytime. What the world will need is, um, you know, one platform to kind of band these multiple channels together. Uh, they'll need someone to build workflows for the people inside these companies to help them collaborate and be efficient. They'll need someone to build the automation that works on these channels. And today, for example, we integrate with a bunch of different channels. And Facebook and these folks, they're not in the software game. They're in the game of monetizing these channels by way of exploiting the data. Exploit is obviously like highly charged word that yeah. I'm using here on purpose, but they are not selling software. And so the software sellers of this world will be the ones who will need to partner with them. Hmm. And by the way, if there's anyone from Facebook out there, we're excited to partner with you and we love uh, everything you've built and appreciate your channel. That's and, right. And you can go to intercom.com and get in touch via the chatbot <laughs> that is available on the homepage. That's right. Uh, if you've heard that sound, it's time for the lightning round. Now, in the lightning round, I will ask you a series of questions. Your job is to answer as many questions as you can in 60 seconds. You can pass on a question if you want, but if you do, you don't get uh, credit for that question. So we'll go ahead and put 60 seconds on the clock. What is a bot you have used to buy something? I've ordered flowers with a bot. Uh, is there an actual intercom at Intercom headquarters? No, but we're on it. What? Uh, who has the best weather, Dublin, London, or San Francisco? Nope. Okay. Um, hint water or LaCroix? Or you said LaCroix earlier. I like my unpatented water. Normal normal water. Did I forfeit that? Just keep going. Keep we'll, going. we'll, we'll discuss yeah. later. Yeah. Uh, did you ever try to register the URL inter.com? I have it. Mm. Uh, have you ever ridden a scooter around the city? No. Do you want to? Yes. What's something that should definitely be on the blockchain? Scooters. <laughs> Last show you finished on Netflix? No. What's the technology you think is underhyped? Scooters. <laughs> What's the last good book that you read? It was called The Alchemist. Oh, all right. Yeah. Uh, is Westworld a good show? Nah. Why not? Used to be. Okay. Do you have a go-to Spotify playlist? Nah. All right. And that's the end of the lightning round. I'm no, we've never had somebody answer no to so many questions. You can get points for that still. I think you should. I mean, technically, but that was, yes. I didn't. I didn't pass on it. You I didn't. That's right. It. You just said no. I mean, Literally. no is definitely a valid answer to who has the best weather, Dublin, London, or San Francisco. So let me go ahead and tally up the mm -hmm. points. 14 points. That, uh, so Owen, you scored 14 points in the wow. lightning round, which I believe is the highest number of points anyone that has ever scored. That was more than I was going to, I was would have taken 12. Well, listen, Whoa. you did very well. That's actually excellent. Uh, and the strategy of just answering no to questions, I think uh, future guests will be wise to pick yeah. up on because it's wow. very time efficient. Whoa. Well, uh, it's a game show hack. Yeah, game show hacks. Good to know. Dot All right. Com is another one you should register. <laughs> That brings us to the end of the lightning round. Coming up next, it's time for the wild card round. But first, these messages. Our show sponsor is Darn Tough Vermont Socks. They weren't sure about our lap track either. 
But like any other early stage investment, they've got to take some risk if they want that sweet, sweet reward. Darn Tough makes premium merino socks at their mill in Northfield, Vermont. They're committed to doing one thing better than anyone else, making the world's most comfortable, durable, best-fitting socks. And they back this promise up with an unconditional lifetime guarantee. If you can wear out their socks, they'll replace them free of charge for life. Use promo code CONVERGE at checkout for 20% off your first order at darntuff.com. Hi, Converge listeners. This is Amanda Clute, Eater's Editor-in-Chief, and I want to tell you about a new show that we just launched on PBS with Chef Marcus Samuelson. I think you'll really like it. Every Tuesday, Marcus explores the food and culture of a different immigrant community across the United States, like the Arab-American community and their cuisine in Dearborn, Michigan, Vietnamese food in New Orleans, Haitian food in Miami, and the list goes on and on. I really like the show because I'm learning about new cultures and foods that I didn't know existed in the U.S., so I hope you check it out. It airs every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. on eater.com slash no passport required or on PBS. Now we come to the wild card round. In the wild card, we reach into the old Convergitron 5000 to play a game generated by some of the world's most sophisticated algorithms. Earlier today, we selected Ultimate Email Challenge. Now, in Ultimate Email Challenge, the goal is to improvise the best messages using the worst sentences. Before us are two decks of cards. Uh, Owen, you'll draw a card from the first deck that contains a terrible sentence that frequently appears in business messages and office email. You'll then draw a second card that contains a situation about which you might send a business message. Your job is to verbally compose a brief message message that justifies the use of the terrible sentence, and I will evaluate your answers on originality, presentation, and whether you justified the use of the bad sentence. Then, the tables will turn, and I will verbally compose an email for you. We will repeat this process until I tire of it. Do you have any questions? I have no questions. Very well. Draw two cards. Okay, the first card says, nice to e-meet you. Great. And then the topic is cold emailing a lead. All right. This is like a natural fit. It does seem like a natural fit. Yeah. You lucked out with your first draw. Yeah. All right. Yes. So so how would you work that into a sense in a cold email to a lead? Okay. Dear Casey, mm-hmm. it's nice to e-meet you. Very good. I'm writing this email today to try and make contact with you. Please reply. Yours sincerely, Owen McCabe. You know what? Yeah, yeah. That actually would work better than most of the emails I've got. Yeah. Seriously, there's yeah. some mystery to that. Mm-hmm, there is. Because yeah. mostly they have way too much stuff. Right. This someone one is all be like, questions. What is that? <laughs> yeah. What did you, that? Someone like I, there's a really good chance I would reply to that. Be, be like, sorry, what? <laughs> and then I'd get into it. <laughs> yeah. That's by the way. That's also how an IRS tax scam would start. Is yeah. exactly the way you just did that. Full all right. Circle. Okay, now great. I will draw cards. I got just wanted to bump this to the top of your inbox and apologizing for a data breach. Wow. Okay. That's going to be hard, but I'll give it my best shot. Dear Owen, just bump it. Just wanted to bump this to the top of your inbox. Recently, I emailed you that your uh, you know, email uh, address, password, home address, phone number were all stolen, and uh, I just asked you to confirm that you'd received it so that you know we could... Try to make it up to you and Click however way we to um, release us from all liability. Exactly. And also to release us from all liability. But we also wanted to send you an edible arrangement. So just wanted to bump <laughs> this to the top of your inbox. If you could email us back, that'd be great. Sincerely, Casey. P.S. I'm a bot. Reply stop <laughs> to stop receiving these messages. I'm not a bot. I'm a, I'm a human. Okay. All right. Next card for you. Okay, oh. great. The first one says, sign up for our weekly newsletter, and the topic is hiring a new chief financial officer. Wow. All right. Okay. It's great. 
Dear sir or madam, I would like you to sign up for our weekly newsletter. We are currently in the process of hiring for the following mm-hmm. functions. CFO. Thank you, own. <laughs> See, this has a certain great. theme to my approach. Very Example, short and to the point. No messing around. Because yeah. a lot of the emails I get, that I cannot believe the amount of... St- uh, you know what I mean? Even the content is intimidating. Right. Right? Right. I, I was telling Gretchen on the way here that two days ago, I got an email that said, Dear Own, I noticed you're the CEO of Intercom. I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> you noticed it? Yeah. What, like, where what, did you notice what that? that work? Yeah. So Interesting. That, By the way, I should say, your, your first name is hard to spell. Does that, like, cut down on the amount of unwanted email that you get, do you think? Ooh. Do people always type in, like, O-W-E-N at no, Intercom? No, they don't. But yeah. when someone gets that name wrong, I'm like... You're worse than a bot. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's actual software that makes sure that you can spell this and extract it from the database. You know what I mean? I do, you will yeah. not last the great automation revolution. All right. Good I'm day drawing, to you. I'm drawing cards. Have a blessed day. And, oh, that's good. And announcing a product recall due to fire hazard. Wow. Okay. Kind of a tone clash there, but here's what I'd say. Dear... Owen, uh, recently you purchased a laptop from our corporation, and we want to thank you for that. However, as you may have seen on the news, uh, the batteries have started exploding like crazy, uh, mostly on airplanes. So, we'd like you to email that back to us. We'll go ahead and get you a new battery and uh, have you on your way. Should all be good. Thanks so much. Have a blessed day, Casey. That's good. Thank you. That's really good. Yeah. Do, is that have you seen that before? Someone says, "Have a blessed day." Yes, people nice. People say very strange things. Um, the, probably the worst thing people say is, "Make it a great day." Ooh. You know, instead of "Have a great day," so make it a great day. It's like puts the it's, onus on it's me. It's slightly patronizing. It's incredibly. It's like, patronizing. It kind of assumes that you weren't going to make it a good day. Exactly. It, or it, like it, they read from you, like he's not the kind of guy that he needs. Like a little, you know, pick me up. Right. Like he's a lazy bastard, <laughs> yeah. and he needs. A, a I little suggest bit of you make ass. it a good day, sir. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Why don't you make it a good day for a change? Yeah, you lazy exactly. Bum? Yeah, that's yeah, what I, that's what get I get a that lot. Good. All right, All right next round. All right, next round. This is oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> okay, sign up for a free. Wait, we just did that. Sign up for oh. a free webinar. Oh, a webinar. So you're kind of the. Can I give you feedback? Yes. The originality, card to card, is on the lowest. You think end the cards the are too similar? But just... this is your opportunity to improvise something completely different than the last time. <clears throat> okay. Good. What's the, uh, the other uh, and card? Then the, the, the topic is announcing the end of summer sa- a summer sales spectacular. Oh, so there's an end of summer sales spectacular. Right. And it, it comes with a webinar, so this should be interesting. <laughs> that was the longest recorded sigh in Converge history. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it you know you deserve that. <laughs> Thank for you for making me do this. <laughs> um, dear sir or madam, mm-hmm. I'm writing this email to you on this a very blessed day <laughs> in the hope that you will not only open it, read it, but consider it, <laughs> take it on board, and perhaps even share it with your loved ones. Recently, I came across a situation in our enterprise where the promotion we were running as part of our scooter opportunity <laughs> that you may or may not be aware of, that being the chance to own your very own Silicon Valley-style electronic scooter mm-hmm. is indeed any day now mm-hmm. coming to a close as the end of this season approaches. Yeah. And really take your time with this one, Owen. That don't being don't, don't feel like you need to rush through it. Yeah, I am. Good, good. I hope <laughs> this makes sense because we've taken every opportunity possible to 
try and make this email as clear as possible. <laughs> we have in the past received feedback that our emails have not only been too brief, but also too mysterious. Yes. This time, we intend to be explicit, considered, and verbose. Yeah. We're going to release this answer as a bonus episode, but go on. Okay. Yeah. Thank you for reading. P.S. Sign up for our free webinar. Very good. You didn't All mention right. the end of summer sale, but, this, but the, unfortunately, we don't have time well, no, to get into did. it. Did, did you? Yeah. Well, you felt, you, I mean, you weren't. We'll go back and review this. This is literally what you get for making me do this three I know. times in a row. You did a wonderful job, but it's now time oh, for me the sound to. sound engineer is yawing, just so you know. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. And now our final set of cards for me. Do not reply. This is an automated message, and this inbox is not monitored. And letting the office know there's cake in the break room. All right. Well, guess what, gang? It's Karen's birthday, and I'd like you all to join us in the break room where we will have cake. And if you have any follow-up questions, you're probably going to want to hit me on Slack uh, because you shouldn't respond because this inbox is not monitored. Sincerely, the boss. Good. Very good. All right. That brings us to the end of the ultimate email challenge. Owen, uh, now I get to score you. And the first category is originality. And what I loved about your answers were that uh, they had me constantly guessing and constantly surprising. That last one in particular took a lot of turns. Uh, so <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and give you a seven on originality. Um. Presentation, you know, some people might say that that last answer went on a little long. And other people might say it went on not long enough. So uh, I imagine it'll be polarizing. It's seven <laughs> points on that. And then did you justify the use of the senses? You know what you did in every case. So I have to give you a 10 on that for a total score of 24 points in the wildcard round. And now I invite you to score me on originality, presentation, and whether I justify the words. So let me just provide a little context for what I'm about to say. Great. Because this is my only chance to kind of like punch back, mm -hmm. it, it, this is less about scoring your work and more about revenge. getting back at you for making me yeah, do this whole thing. Yeah, just revenge. Exactly, yeah. Great. That said, you're a nice guy. Oh. And I would, I want to feel that, I want to walk out of here feeling good and not guilty. <laughs> so how about this? Okay. All of that said, yeah. I'm going to give you 10 on every single answer. <gasps> oh my gosh. 10s across the board for originality. Presentation and whether I right justify there. the tense that uh, that makes this the highest score that I have ever scored, I believe, on Converge. That's amazing. Let's go ahead and tally up the final scores. Owen, I now have the final scores. You scored 69 points to my 30, and Owen McCabe, that makes you the winner of today's episode of Converge. Congratulations. I know you only Thank had you. two days to prepare, but was this okay for you. It was okay. That's what I like to hear. Oh, and thank you for stopping by, but also thank you for making contact with me. I'm thank you for both of those things, and then there'll be a loud noise, and then the show will be over. That's today's show, and that's the season. My thanks to guest Owen McCabe. Owen, you may have called this show a fraud, but I am legit. And one day, when you least expect it, I will force you to interact with a bot version of myself. Thanks to my engineer, Jeremy Domus, and my editor, Andrew Marino. You have been awesome partners to me as we try to put some fun and some conversation into the world. And uh, hey, audience, if you like today's show, doesn't matter. I'm not making any more of these, at least not for a little while. But if you do have ideas for season two, the crazier the better. 
I want to hear about them. How can we take this show to the next level? And by the next level, I mean like more listeners than the Vergecast. We like to dream big around here. So as for when we can expect season two, uh, it's very simple. Season two will arrive when you prove you've deserved it. So maybe think about that. Are you going to miss me? Well, you can always find me on Twitter at Casey Newton. And if you want me to visit your inbox every day to say hello, I write a daily newsletter called The Interface, and you can find it at theverge.com slash interface. In the meantime, hey, thanks a lot for listening, sharing, and tweeting Converge. You are the reason I do this. Well, you and money, mostly it's money, but a strong number two would be you. You guys are number two, and I mean that. So until next time, the Convergitron 5000 is closed. Game over. Listen, no one likes the word moist. Hearing it, saying it, reading it. But it's especially uncomfortable to feel it between your toes during six hours of binging Westworld. That's why darn tough Vermont makes their socks from merino wool to keep you dry. The thing is, wool-yielding sheep have been ripping around mountains for 10,000 years, and they're straight covered in this stuff. It's the evolution of the most impressive, naturally developed fiber the world has ever seen. Darn Tough Vermont has been perfecting socks in Northfield, Vermont for nearly 40 years, and they're so confident your new Darn Tough socks will be the most comfortable, durable, best-fitting sock you'll ever own that they'll guarantee every single pair. Unconditionally, for life! Whether you're running between Sandhill Road meetings or crushing that Peloton ride, it's time to upgrade your sock drawer. Darn Tough Vermont is giving Converge listeners 20% off their first order at darntough.com with the offer code CONVERGE. This episode is brought to you by the new Converge Home Game. Just because the season is over doesn't mean the fun has to stop. Converge Home Edition contains 12 intros, 12 outros, 12 scripted introductions, and a variety of generic startup questions to ask your friends and family. Best of all, it comes with a portable home Convergitron to generate a wildcard round and provide a laugh track. Converge Home Edition. If you really loved your family, you'd buy it. This ad was fake.